Hey everybody, welcome to the show. First things first, I gotta give a shout out to Classic Rock Drops and Kiss Talk. Um, if you guys like any 80s music, any 80s band, specifically revolving around the band Kiss, um, give them a check out because uh, we actually used their studio for this episode of the podcast and it was great, really easy, and it gave me very clear insight into what I want to get for my own stuff in the future. Secondly, super important is we are doing a giveaway on Facebook right now and that giveaway is for a free set of rock lights from Infinite Off-Road. Those rock lights are the brightest, widest patterns that money can buy. Red, green, blue emitters and a pure white dedicated emitter on top of that. The best that money can buy, infiniteoffroad.com. Um, we actually have a coupon code set up with them, 10% off, R-O-C-K-S, code ROCKS. We'll get you 10% off the entire website. But one lucky winner can go on Facebook right now. We're giving away a kit for free, along with some Racing on the Rock stickers. Um, it ends the 31st of this month, so don't miss it. All you got to do is like, share, like both pages, share the comments or share the post, and uh, comment what you uh, what you're going to put those lights on, and we'll be in good shape. But also want to give a shout out to my boys over at uh, All Things UTV. Um, I was skirting around their website this week, and I found their Extreme Trail Package, which basically is a reduced price on all the components and makes it very easy for you to get everything you need suspension-wise to go race your rig. That comes with uh, lower special carrier manufacturing boxed uh, lower A-arms, special carriers, tie rods, and L&W Fab uh, radius rods, lower radius rods specifically. So um, give them a follow, check them out, the prices are unbeatable there, and it's a really great handy kit for you to get everything you need all wrapped up into one small box, um, and you can get out the door. Uh, great guys to deal with customer service on both of those uh, manufacturers is totally unparalleled. So uh, today on the show, though, we have William Stewart, a.k.a. William Stone, a.k.a. Batcave Customs, a.k.a. Going Postal. Um, badass buggy, better guy, just simple, down to earth, just a really, really great guy who just loves racing. And all of you know him. Um, he's super active in the sport and just is a great guy. So um, without further ado, uh, William Stewart, everybody. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us and let's talk about racing on the rocks. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, today I've got Will Stewart, uh, Will Stone, for those who don't know, uh, in, the, uh, in the studio on the line with us. Will, how you doing? Oh, pretty good, sir. Good. Um, so you're a pretty famous rock bouncer driver. Uh, there's there's only a couple that people could probably name off the top of their head, and uh, I think that you're at the top of that list for sure. Um, I want to know more about who Will Stewart is. Where are you guys based out of? Um. Well, I come from Texas. Out there, uh, my. How how I got involved in all this? I, I was living in Fort Worth, Texas, and my nephew come over, and I've been in off roading all my life. But my nephew come over, and he said, "Hey, I want you. I want you to watch a video here." And it ended up being Tim Cameron's video going up Showtime Hill. Oh yeah. And I ain't never. 
yeah, I ain't never seen nothing like that or anything. You know, I, we've always had some kind of off-road vehicle, uh-huh. uh, four-wheelers and such, uh, and Jeeps. And I, I think I had a, a 72 Bronco, mule-type Bronco at the time. It was pretty fixed up, you know. Yeah. And I've been kind of driving this style and people laughing at me all my life, you know. Yeah. Uh, hitting stuff hard and having a good time and breaking my junk and hitting it <laughs> on the trailer uh, by lunch and riding with somebody else. I've just been driving like that pretty much all my life. Same. And, uh, but my nephew, anyway, he come over and he said, I want to show you this video and we watched it and all and I told him, I said, man, next event they have, we're going to it. So we ended up, the uh, closest event was Hot Spring, uh, Arkansas. I think it was one of the five hundred events. Mm-hmm. And we went over there and watched the event and all that. I tried to buy a rock bouncer from <laughs> each day that day before I left. He had a little entry-level rock bouncer. And, uh, he did, we couldn't get together on a price on it or whatever. Uh-huh. So... Uh, I ended up going home, and I called Jimmy Smith the next week, told him to build me a bouncer, and he said, well, I'm six months behind. And I was like, well, that ain't going to work either. <laughs> I said, I want to I want to do it. I want to get, uh, I, this looks fun to me. So I ended up uh, going by the t- little hand pump tube fender mm-hmm. and uh, about 400 foot of tubing, uh, and I started building my own, and that's what I ended up building that first Batmobile buggy that I had, uh-huh. and it was just all pretty much wrecking yard parts, whatever you could get out of the wrecking yard, uh, stock six zero, uh, just pretty much just uh, a, a Dodge front end. Uh, you know, it wasn't nothing special, but ended up doing decent with it. Uh, I mean, I the first uh, rock race I went to was. Uh, four four up there at Birds Off Road, uh-huh. and I won the Woods course with it. So I mean, I took everything. Yeah, so uh, that's actually pretty funny. What year did you have the Batmobile Bouncer? Because I don't know if you remember or not, but um, you were actually the first Rock Bouncer driver I ever met. I um, I was driving to Winrock, and there was a race to riches that weekend, and uh, there was an accident about. I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes away from Windrock, and uh, we all got stopped, and there was a train, and there was a helicopter, and everything. Oh, had to fly yeah, out. I remember that. And uh, I actually walked, we were parked in traffic, and I saw you were at a gas station, and I walked up to your truck, and I said, man, I've never seen one of these things in person. And the first thing that you said is, uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. Go around, take a look, do whatever you want. And I was like, wow, he's just going to like let me look at it and everything. And uh, it's funny, I, I touched it, I grabbed one of the tires, and He's you uh, you mentioned yeah those are those are sticky tires and like you can move the tread blocks you feel how soft it is and it was the first time I'd ever been close enough to a rock bouncer to touch one first time I'd ever seen one in person and uh, from that moment I got hooked because I was like I just want to see what these things can do and we were going up there actually to ride um, some grazers and uh, I at the time was building jeeps and and just hadn't seen something like that before and. Uh, that was really neat. So uh, that was probably what uh, 2014, 2015, around oh, there. Oh, yeah, some somewhere right around there. I've been into about five years now. 
That's so, crazy because, you know, you're someone who is so well known and, you know, you're such a power in the sport and you're so prevalent in the sport that you've been doing it for such a short period of time because, I mean, you can't go anywhere and somebody knows Gone Postal or, you know, if you say Batcave Customs or Will Stewart, Will Stone, whatever it comes out to, I mean, you're a nationwide name now. How, how does that feel that in just five years you become a household name? Them other guys are real good. I'm, I just barely get by. I mean, I just uh, do the best I can. Uh, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm probably the lowest budget guy that's out there. I mean, well, maybe not the lowest, but pretty close to the lowest. My bu- my buggy, I mean, it's, it's still, I just piece it together and mm-hmm. try to make it better every time I go out. Try to make it, you know, uh I got to drive it a whole lot harder mm-hmm. than them other guys to drive because it's a lesser budget. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if we're, no, getting, we're getting it closer now. Yeah, I'll but, tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, anyone that hadn't seen you drive in person, they need to because uh, you are right. You you get out there, you lay it down, and, and probably one of the most, you know, as a fan, one of the most respectable things that I, I hear about you and that you say is, if you know, I think I've heard you say that you know, if you if you know you're not in top contention or you're not gonna, you know, be first place or podium, that you'll go out there and you'll put on a show for the fans. And I've seen you hit stuff and be thirty, forty feet in the air, or you know, hit stuff and almost backflip. I've, I think I've seen you do just about everything. And uh, you know, it, as a fan. That just makes you such a favorite to watch because I know that every time you're going to go up there, you're either going to lay down a smoke and run or you're going to do something that's going to be, you know, worth watching. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I just, uh, honestly, it, it's just a good time to me. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just a really good time to me. If I, my, my goal is to go up there and do good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't. My goal is not to win whatsoever. My goal is just to do good every weekend. That I, I mean, that I, I want to top five. Is uh, I'll be happy to take mm-hmm. with top five. I'll be mad at, at myself if I don't get top five. <laughs> but I'm on. I know. I know. I did the best I can at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, most weekends, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, and I, I, I think that uh, you know, watching the progression of you. It is something really neat because um, the buggy you had before this, was that the Batmobile? Did you move straight from the Batmobile to Gone Postal? No, I had a, a single-seater that That's right. was in line. We called it Dark, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, that and was a sharp buggy. It worked, it worked really good, too, uh, but ended up, I asked, we, we went with a high-speed seat, mm-hmm. and it would not fit in there, so I was going to have to cut the top off of it mm. and make it even taller than it is. Because I'm real tall from waist up, mm-hmm. so my buggies have to be pretty tall anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, with that one, you sit on top of the transfer case when you're in the center. So yeah. uh, it was gonna have to be real funny looking. So <laughs> we ended up just stripping that chassis down and fitting fitting almost everything into gone postal. We went with a different shop package. We had all our eyes on there. I had real, really good luck out of ORIs, but I just needed to have something I could tune in between races mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, different courses. Now, now we're, we're we're racing so much different stuff. One week it'll be dirt heels. One week it you know rock ledges. Mm-hmm. So I had to be able to adjust easier in between heels and stuff like that. And that's why we went with the triple bypass. So let me ask you a question. Um, you know. 
I think that most most teams right now that are that are very competitive, like you and the top guys, um, they all run the triple bypass. They run the same setup with the coilover. Um, there is one buggy out there, and it's a new buggy this year. I think it's the cockroach buggy, and it runs ORIs. And it seems that you know I, I, nothing against them or what have you, but it just seems like maybe it's outdated technology um, or it's not as tunable, like you're saying. Um, but it seems like it's just. I don't want to say it correctly. Uh, it seems like not the best choice. And, you know, hearing you say that you had good success out of the ORIs is kind of like, it's kind of not a surprise to me to some degree. Um, was there anything in particular that you think the ORIs were like really good at, or are they just kind of okay at doing everything? That, that was just, I mean, the ORIs worked really good for me for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they work better if you'll fit a play bar on them. Yeah. And where you could get them wide enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't get the compression light enough in the rear because our rear of my buggy was so light on that dark night buggy. We never could get the compression uh, light enough. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, that, I'm going to tell you what, ORIs on a Jeep and trail riding and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you can't beat them. Really? I, I'd run ORIs on a trail rig all day long. Now, see, uh, I ran King coilovers on my JK, and they seemed a bit stiff to me, and it seemed like a, a pretty big hassle to invest in springs and, you know, get everything revalved for that application. And it, to me, it, it makes sense to run an ORI, because don't you just fill it up with nitrogen or, or whatever gas they, they choose oh, to yeah. use? Oh, yeah. You, you, uh, you can adjust the uh, bottom part of the nitrous mm-hmm. the, uh, rebound and the compression part of the nitrogen nitrogen wow and that and packaging makes it awesome on like a jeep or something like that yeah no kidding uh, it's nice too because you don't have to, i mean there's just so it seems like there's so much little maintenance and there's so many there's so few things that you can change that it actually ends up helping you in the long run you know it's kind of that whole like keep it simple stupid type thing right but the uh, triple bypasses are a little more complicated mm-hmm. but they're a little bit more easier too uh, and tuning and stuff like that. And, uh, the biggest thing is my, my tuner guy, uh, Phil I was just about to West, ask about him. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he told me that he, he would prefer me to do triple bypasses. We mm-hmm. could tune them. And that's what he knew how to tune. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know anything about tuning shock. So I had to do what he asked me to do. So mm-hmm. I put triple bypasses on there. Yeah. And he tuned it up. And as everybody can see, that buggy works really awesome. It I mean, does. It does. And, and one one area I think it works really well is in this year, the uh, the outlaw race that you guys went to and y'all were running side by side. It really shows that, you know, when you're maneuvering over the, the moderately sized hills and, and up and down and curves and everything, your buggy just looks so much more planted. And you can tell that, you know, you guys really spent some time uh, adjusting those shocks and getting everything dialed in to where you can keep the speed going and keep the wheels on the ground. Um, so I think that that's huge. But one question I was going to ask is, you know, when you guys went out and tuned with him, what did he make you do as far as like, do he make you run down a course, climb a hill? Um, what did he have you do? Just drive it like you're going to drive it all the time. Okay. Uh, so if, if you're going to be, you know, across boots all the time, uh, you drive it like that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be on hill, you drive it like that. Uh, a well-tuned suspension should work in the whoops and it should work on the hills too. Mm-hmm. It should work everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, uh, like I say, uh, when I first 
when when we first started that morning mm-hmm. tuning those shocks, there's a little jump up there, at Dirty Turtle, mm-hmm. and I I hit it all the same way all day long. Mm-hmm. When, I, when we first started, I, I guarantee you I was probably coming off the ground ten foot, <laughs> and by the end of the day, I was probably coming off the ground two foot. Wow. Uh, so when 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 the tires get back to the ground faster, yeah. you can get back to the horse. I mean, you can get back to the gas faster. Yeah, exactly. So. So, oh, yeah. so I want to talk, too, because uh, the big thing that's been going on for you here lately is you got yourself a, a Whipple Supercharger, correct? Yes, sir. Just first race on it. So what, what motor are – did you guys change the entire motor, or did you guys just pull that whole top side of the block off? No. The only thing we did is we built the supercharger on it. We didn't okay. change anything in the motor. Okay. Uh, now – I've, I kind of fib a little bit and say it's a 4.8, but uh-huh. it's actually always been a 408 stroker. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> so my point's just a little bit, uh, my zero just a little bit lower than everybody else's. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's a 408 stroker. It, it always had great internals in it, mm-hmm. so we didn't have to change anything. That's we awesome. got it on a real conservative uh, tune right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only on 10 pounds of boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I could go up way. A lot of these guys are running twenty pounds of boost and all that. I don't. I don't really. I really don't think I need it. Yeah. Uh, I think ten pounds. We're probably right at around seven hundred horse true horsepower, not what people lie <laughs> about, but oh my true gosh. horsepower and <laughs> probably about eight hundred fifty pounds of true torque. So that was something too. Is I kept seeing on your Facebook, <laughs> you're talking about 385 horsepower here and there, and I thought to myself, you said it so many times. I was like, maybe this thing is pushing 385, and it's just a crazy 385. <laughs> but well, it's 385 to the tires, and you lose about 50 percent uh, from the uh, from the motor to the tire just because of all the drive train mm-hmm. and the like. My my. Uh, my drive shift and stuff, I lose weight, a lot of horsepower because they're so thick, but, mm-hmm. uh, we, we try to make them so thick where they don't break. <laughs> yeah. There's a balance so, there. So oh, yeah. after that, you know, okay. You, you had your first race, obviously you podiumed this weekend. You, you pulled off an awesome third place. Um, I actually got to watch the run, got to watch the big jump you had. Uh, everything was cool. It, it looked like a great run. Um, are you, satisfied with the way that it's running right now or do you still think that there's room for improvement on the engine side well you know we just bolted that supercharger on it and we did something else we did some house steering on it mm-hmm. uh, trophy truck steering which was pretty crazy uh how well that house steering works mm-hmm. uh, halfway up the hill on the first hill i've never drove that buggy with the supercharger and steer on a hill before i drove it in the parking lot mm-hmm. twice I made two tattoos filming uh, because we didn't have time to do anything when we got there mm-hmm. Friday night. So Saturday morning, uh, took it out there, made two tattoos in the parking lot, uh, felt fine. So first hill I took off, got halfway up the hill, and I started turning, mm-hmm. and it felt like my steering was broke. Mm. Uh, so there was no resistance whatsoever in the mm. steering. Oh but gosh. what it was is that trophy truck steering is so so good when it's uh, at high RPMs. They are no resistance, so it feels yeah. like it's broke. Uh, and so I kind of creeped out the first hill. Uh, 
just thinking that my steering was broke. So I, I wanted, you know, I did a really good job on two obstacles. So I just didn't drive out the top. So we ended up just driving out the top. And uh, for right now, that this upgrade, I, I got to get used to the upgrade for this before I can make any more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how does the trophy truck steering, you know, I don't mechanically, I don't know the difference between that and like a Ram assist, but how does, how does the trophy truck steering compare to that? Um, cause most of you guys run a PSC Ram assist. Is that correct? Well, say I, I run a PSC Ram still because they're a little bit bigger than a Hal Ram. Mm-hmm. They're a little thicker. I think Hal Rams are inch and a half PSCs, inch and three quarter shaft on them. Mm-hmm. So I still run a PSC steering ramp. Uh, the trophy truck part of it is the pump and the reservoir and just the, the pump system all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what 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 makes that more superior is it's it's just a huge pump. Mm-hmm. It, and I got their I, I probably I may have their first billet uh mm-hmm. how first billet trophy truck pump Man. on there. Uh, I got it from a lot of King of Hammers after I won one out there. Yeah. They uh, they sponsored me a little bit on it, and and so I went ahead and got it and fit it on. We well, didn't fit it on before, but I always intended to fit a supercharger on. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of did everything at one time. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean you're in there. You might as well go ahead if you're going to be start rearranging stuff. Might as well get it all together. Yeah. But. Uh, so let's talk about King of Hammers because, you know, you go out, you, you, you know, probably the best part of your weekend, you get yourself a brand new name, but you, you also pull out a, uh, the shootout King of Hammers shootout. You pull out the entire victory. How did it feel? I mean, someone who's only been to the East coast, never been off road and West coast, you know, what's the terrain like for you? And how did you feel when you hit that hill and how does it compare to East coast riding? Well, out there, traction is—I mean, uh, traction out there is nothing like it here. Uh, traction out there is great. Uh, around here, even like ALP rocks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they get just a little moisture in them. You ain't that climb them no. um, most part, and you can just climb so much bigger stuff out there just because the traction is awesome. Uh, the the trail that they they got picked out for it so that shit that was awesome mm-hmm. uh i went up there i looked at the trail before we started i already knew i could jump that big rock as long <laughs> as i got a little momentum i could jump up there and <laughs> land it uh suspension would take take out and kind of drive out the rest of the way yeah uh it, it's just it's awesome out there i love king of hammers mm-hmm. if, if anyone hasn't been they they should go at least one time mm-hmm. uh but I, I love it out there. It, it's a good time, uh, especially when you win. That, that makes it a, little, a lot better, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I wasn't even planning on going out there in about, a, I, I guess, a month or two weeks beforehand. Uh, I just made a little post on Facebook, and I said, hey, if anyone wants to sponsor me to go out to King of mm-hmm. some fuel money, I'll go out there and I'll show off and, you could have some real estate on the side of the buggy. And mm-hmm. the, that American uh, GTD Association stepped up and said, hey, look, uh, we feel like you, you did, been good, doing good, and we want to put our name on the side of the buggy and send you out there. That's so, awesome. 
uh, I appreciate them guys for doing that for me. And uh, we got out there, and I wanted to do good for them, and kind of showed out a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I would say you did because, you know, everyone out west doesn't seem to drive like we drive out here or y'all drive. Let me, let me say that, how y'all drive in the sense of like, you know, y'all momentum is king of the hill down here. You know, king of, like the way you get to the top is you start fast and you end fast. And uh, I, I noticed that you were really the only person that really took advantage of that little bit of like, you know, you guys kind of had like a little uh, a running area where you could build some speed before you got at it. And you're the only person that really just let it go. And I think that's why you you got up there so easy and um, made it look so easy, you know, because I was actually at home watching on the live stream and uh, man, it just looked, it looked effortless, really put a good name for everybody out here. Um, but did you guys get a chance to, to run in the desert with a car or anything like that? Did y'all, did y'all go riding any much more than that? We, we most of the time, we just raise a ride. Yeah. Uh, we don't, I mean, uh, rock bouncers are great, but they really ain't, to me, they really ain't that fun to trail ride or mm-hmm. anything, climb stuff. So, I, I, I normally just race, sit back in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the parts are so expensive on it, and we, we run on a tight budget anyway. Mm-hmm. So, if I, I get out there trail riding with that thing, uh, I bring a whole lot more stuff than I ever do racing. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I bring twice as much stuff as girl riding I, I ever have racing. Wow. Uh, just with racing, you're kind of you're kind of being conservative, and you want to keep your keep your stuff good until you finish. You got to mm-hmm. finish the race to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and trail riding, that's kind of like you. You cut loose and you just gassing it up and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, I love both of them. Mm-hmm. I love racing. I love trail riding. But trail riding's a whole lot harder on my stuff than racing. It. That's pretty funny. You'd think it'd be the other way around, but I guess you're you're right. You gotta you gotta make the machine last when it's race day. But uh, so that, that kind of leads me to my next point is, uh, you know, outside of your buggy and your full time, you know, rock bouncing that you guys are doing, because, um, you know, another thing is you guys race a lot. Um, you in particular, you're at just about every single race I can I can think of on the schedule. Um, but a cool thing is, is you, you know, you do the rock bouncing, you do the bounty hills for that. But uh, you also have built an RS1 for the Pro Rock Survival Series. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, well, first, what do you think about the RS1? Love it. Uh, it. It wouldn't hurt my feelings to sell my bouncer and just ride I mean, run the Bible race. It was more Bible races to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I don't think I could compete at the uh, King of the Hammers level mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. But I, like Pro Rock and stuff like that, I, I think I could compete there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did pretty good. I've only raced one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think I qualified. I want to say 10th place, I ain't sure. Uh, it was a, pretty much a stock RS1 at that time. Uh, now, Dino did uh, research. They, they stepped on board and gave me some more power mm-hmm. to it uh, where I could qualify better. And But we ended up qualifying, I think, 10th. Uh, first lap, I think I, I picked off three people coming in, 7th <laughs> uh, or something, mm-hmm. uh, off that first lap at Pro Rock. Mm-hmm. Second lap, I done passed three more people. Man. Uh, and then I got hung up behind uh, lap traffic and got in a, a little ravine and ended up missing a gear and busting my transmission mm. on my RS1. So uh kind of ended my day early. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I'm going to play if my, my buggy didn't break. I would have finished the top five. Uh, and that, that that's great for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's great. Any, anytime I can do that, that's awesome. Well, like, the, the thing I, I just want to do good. I think it was really neat about that Pro Rock series is you guys, there was a ton of cars in that endurance race. There's like 50 people racing. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That was a bunch of them. That's awesome. Um, so one thing I want to mention, too, is uh, before we go too on to just the race itself, uh, you said you got some stuff from DinoJet. I'm actually searching through some pictures right now. Um, looks like you got a clutch kit and a tuner. Um, how much did the tuner and clutch kit how did, how did that affect your RS1? Did you get a lot more power than you than you expected, or uh, was it a noticeable improvement? Well, I got I got two new RS1. I got mine, my race one, and then I have my daughter's RS1 too. And um, so I, I'm pretty unique. I get to set them side by side and mm-hmm. do a little bit of fine tuning and all that. Right now, when I take off. I jump her by a car length, and she, now she only weighs about 120 pounds, and I weigh, you know, probably two feet, 230 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I jump her by a car length off the start. Man. Now, uh, the way the clutch is tuned right now, she can come back around me in about a, a half a mile. But I'm, that's what, that's the thing about the tunable clutches and mm-hmm. stuff. So we're going to tune that clutch where it has more high end too, mm-hmm. uh, where I can go faster. So now, there's we a... ain't got that exactly right, mm-hmm. but right now the whole, I mean, it's it's pretty neat. That's awesome because I mean, you know, obviously the the big market is in the side by sides, and uh, me personally, I've been dying to get behind an RS one, and uh, I think I'm gonna I'm I think I'm in the works to to maybe have one that I could get to drive around for a little while, but. Um, they seem like awesome fun, and uh, as someone who I think I'm going to either try to run the Ultra 4 East Coast Series uh, next year or jump in the Pro Rock Survival Race Series, um, I'm going to be running a two-seater, and I wish I, had a, <laughs> wish I had an RS1 because that little bit of extra weight you're shedding uh, apparently makes the world of difference. So uh, another thing I want to talk about, though, is the actual Pro Rock race itself. Um how did that race, you know, you said you qualified well, you ended up breaking a transmission, but, you know, as someone who does primarily rock bouncing, and you, you've you already really mentioned it, um, that you would, you know, if you could sell your buggy and if they had more races, that you would be perfectly content doing just that. Do you think that that endurance style Ultra 4 racing is the future of East Coast off-roading leagues? No, I, I think it has its place uh, over here, mm-hmm. but... The, the thing about Ultra 4 to compete, you really need, and and I've thought about, because just because I like the endurance racing so much, mm-hmm. I've thought about trying to uh, build an Ultra 4 rig, but really to compete with Ultra 4, guys, you got to have a huge budget. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to have at least a $250,000 car Woo. to compete with them. And, I mean, uh, a lot of guys, I mean, I, I'll be honest with everybody out there, i got about, uh, right now, I got probably sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars in my rig. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys have a whole lot more in their rig. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I've heard, but, I've heard eighty thousand dollar motors. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, that, that that's not uncommon at all. I think Flyboy that one big block, small block or small block big cubic inch motor he had was fifty-five thousand dollars or something Woo! like that. But I mean, it, it's crazy the money that. Some people spend on motors and stuff like that. I, I, we don't have it. 
So, oh, I mean, right. we, we do what we, we, what we can. And yeah. like I said, my wife is real, real accepting of me and my hobby. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that's the most important thing. And we, we just kind of, this is kind of our thing together, our whole family thing together. We all enjoy doing it. And we, uh, we put our money together and, We've been building on this buggy, you know, a little bit at a time. I mean, I didn't have, you know, sixty-five thousand dollars to go out and spend at one time. Mm-hmm. So we've been building on the last five years, you know, maybe spending ten thousand dollars a year into it mm-hmm. and making it better, making it better, making it better. Uh, and uh, but like like I say though, uh, the Orchard Board stuff it just costs so much money to compete. They they would be no way that most normal guys out here today ever even compete anyway you really need a bunch of sponsors and stuff like that now do you think that uh the side-by-side ultra four racing is that i mean do you think that that's in that same kind of budget yeah if, if, uh that, you can build a good side-by-side ultra four for around thirty-five, forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so if i ever sell my buggy i'm most likely going to just build me a, a really nice ultra four side-by-side rig and go race king on hammers man well first things first i uh either way you choose keep keep the buggy or go do that i uh i think you'll have a huge following because um, both of those with you behind the wheel sound like something exciting to watch um but one thing you touched on that i really want to bring up is you have made this for your family a a, a completely family sport um you have a, a son and a daughter correct yes sir um, so I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was last season. I think I watched your son racing the UTV. Uh, you mentioned your daughter has an RS one and, you know, obviously you're racing in the full size buggy and the, and the side by sides. It seems like everyone in your family's out there. Everybody's out there having a good time. Um, you know, for those listening, you know, a lot of guys, their family doesn't do it. Their kids aren't interested in it. What what have you done to to make your family like to go out there with you and enjoy that sport with you? Like I said, but we've been in off roading all of our life. Uh, mm-hmm. When when the kids were when Martin was uh, five years old, we bought him a PW fifty, and he drove it for a couple of years, and then we ended up buying him a, a little ninety four wheeler. And when when he was about six years old, we got him a ninety four wheeler for. I don't even know what we got for a birthday or something, mm-hmm. Christmas or something. Little players ninety, and Sifter was four years old at that time, so she started on the little PW fifty. She gotcha. wasn't even tall enough to touch the ground. <laughs> uh, I'd put her on it, I'd push her off, and as long as she made it back to me, I'd catch her. <laughs> and if she, she didn't, she'd wreck out. But we went. We, they've been doing this all of their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been off roading all of our lives. Uh, only thing different now is since we moved out here to Tennessee, mm-hmm. we don't go on a whole lot of vacation. Mm-hmm. We on vacation is off roading, so yeah. Um, yeah. And Martin, Martin, he he likes trail riding more than he likes to uh, race. So, uh, and we really don't have the money to build a razor buggy or compete. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they, they really ain't no need money if they donate another weekend. Yeah. If you race and you do good, uh, we can support racing. But, uh, honestly, if, if I wasn't no good at it, I'd I quit tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, 
I love to watch as much as I love to race. Um, I mean, that it's really enjoyable for me just to go out on the weekend and watch. Uh, I haven't even thought about not racing a series and just going out and watching, but that, that killed me too, though. I, I, after I got there, I'd want to buggy. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to race. I completely understand that. I, uh, I can definitely sympathize with that. It would be, it would be weird as a fan seeing you in the crowd with us. Um, but, uh, so something I want to ask too, is that I'm actually, I'm actually floating around looking at your RS one you've got right now. Um, what do you use for the, uh, the chase lights? The what now? The chase lights on the back of your RS one. What do you use for those? Oh, I, ha- I haven't been able to find anybody. That's all well lit led, uh, well lit led all my life period. The, the chase lights, the, uh, the, the spotlights in the front and all that well-lit LED. So, uh, and they, they, they're functioning me now. Uh, when they first started, you know, mm-hmm. they're a small company too. So, uh, they, they do what they can, but they're sponsoring me now on my big buggy. They got me with some great, uh, LED lights for the front of it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, so one more, one more thing I wanted to ask too is, uh, what suspension do you like on your side by sides? I'm not sure yet. Uh, Ooh, I like that answer. Like I said, <laughs> I've, I've, I've raced one race. I, honestly, I don't know much about side-by-sides at all. Uh, I raced that one race. I, just by talking to everybody, I'd like to get some racing Evans, uh, I mean, Walker Evans race shock, you know. Yeah. But uh, that, ain't, that ain't in the budget right now. No but, kidding. They're so uh, expensive. So expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about side by side enough to give advice to people on that. Yeah. So, so one thing I do want to bring up too, though, is uh, Batcave Customs. I actually run a Batcave Customs cage and roof on my uh, on my razor, uh, and. I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about what you guys do. Um, I know I've sent people to you. Uh, you're super active on Facebook. You guys built a great cage, uh, super reasonable price. Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those things when I got a, I actually got a new razor here recently, and uh, the first thing I did was like, I just got to get in touch with Will, see if he's got any cages, and if not, I know I'll have one. And um, you ran a Black Friday deal, and I got one at an awesome deal, and uh, it's great. Everything's held up for me great. It's great quality, and um, all that. How did you get into the uh, the business of building cages? Well, my son was playing basketball, and he really couldn't uh, get a job. And uh, so I told him, I said, you know, we got this vendor here. We got some tubing. Let's start bending up some cages, and you can make some money after school or whatever because it's crazy schedule with basketball. Mm-hmm. I got him, uh, you know, he goes to school and then, you know, a normal person would get out of school and go to work, but they, they used to uh, have to practice two hours a day, and the coach would be like, well, uh, it might be right after school this day, and at 9 o'clock at night, another day. So mm-hmm. um, you had to have something there at the house for him to do. So that, that's where we all started. And um, we we just selling some simple cages back then, and it just progressed in there and uh i i enjoy it it's more of a hobby for me mm-hmm. than it is anything i enjoy doing it um and i enjoy you know building stuff so um that's that's pretty much what it is it's just a hobby of mine 
Yeah, that'll work. We don't. And that's that's why we don't. That's why our cages are usually cheaper than anybody else's because you don't have to make money on those to a lot of money on that. You know, we we got ring houses and stuff like that in Texas still, so mm -hmm. that's where most of our money comes from. Well, that's awesome, man. Uh, and it's good to know because, you know, I, I've actually come to your shop uh, about a year before I even got a cage. And, you know, you were like, hey, come come sit in this cage and see if it's the height you want and just make sure. And uh, you do, again, you do awesome work and your customer service is excellent. Um, let me grab that phone real quick. Hang on one sec. There we go. Got it turned off there. Um, but uh, one more thing I want to talk about is uh, where are you going to be at race-wise this year? Um, where can everybody, if they want to go out and see your race, where can they see your race? Well, this year we're racing FRS and Rock. Uh, we're going to try to catch a, a few of the Outlaw Series. Mm -hmm. We try to race everywhere. Uh, if there are races, we try to race it. Uh, we're going to try to catch a few of the Outlaws. I know this next Outlaw we won't be yet because my son's graduation and we we wasn't supposed to race as much as we are this year because of graduation with him, mm -hmm. uh, because there there are a lot of stuff to graduation, so <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, picture taking and all that stuff. But uh, like his graduation is eight o'clock in the morning of outlaw race, so we didn't make the next one. But mm -hmm. we'll do the rest of the SRS races, the rest of the pro rock races. Uh, I really enjoy Joey and Tripping and guys. They they do an awesome job. They fit on awesome event. They, and you get a when you go to a pro rockers event, you get to watch a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, they have the razor racing and all, and they try to do it all on Saturday. So that's pretty good. Yeah, Some people don't have to take off work and stuff like that. Yeah, that's one. That's one thing I I got against uh, the the Southern Rock Racing Series is I'd love to go out there and watch the UTVs run and you know I'm I'm Friday and Friday afternoon or Friday at lunch I'm I'm watching them on the live stream but uh, you know I'd love to go out there and watch those guys climb on a Saturday morning or something like that. Oh yeah, they they do it on Friday. I don't understand that because it, it cuts out a lot of people that have school and mm -hmm. uh, work and stuff like that. They have like poor Stephen. Uh, Heck, that boy, uh, he's missing school and all that stuff. And um, the, them kids, they'll fail if they miss so many days of school. Yeah, and they sure will. I, I, I really, I don't think that's doing the sport. I, mm -hmm. I think they should do it on Saturday myself. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, everybody has their own view of what they want to do. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, so that's something else too. I know we got about five minutes or so left before you said you had to go. Um, <laughs> how does it feel? Uh, do you let me say this. Do you, would you like to explain to the listeners how uh, how you know Stephen Rogers? <laughs> uh, he's a uh, my daughter's boyfriend. They they ended up start talking uh, last race to riches. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a real good kid. He is a good uh, kid. He, he puts his heart into racing, and I, I want to see that boy do so good uh, because he just he, he puts everything into it. Well, he's cool. all about it. Yeah, I think you can see that in his racing because uh, he's, he's obviously very competitive, um, So, and he's doing really well, and I think that that's great. And uh, it's kind of funny because uh, in his podcast, for those who haven't listened, he actually I asked him if there was anybody he wanted to beat this year, and the only person he said is, I want to beat Will Stewart. <laughs> and I hope he does. <laughs> uh, I truly hope he – I mean, 
I hope he gets out there and outruns me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just straight up outruns me. Yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Will, that's pretty much all I had for you. Um, do you have anybody you want to give a shout out to? Any kind of sponsors or anything like that? Uh, I want to give a shout out to American uh, Rock Rolling Association. Uh, heck, RZR Extreme down there. They 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 hooked me up with a lot of stuff for that RS One. They pretty much ordered everything for it. Just about uh, uh, how uh, steering. They they come on board a little bit this year. Uh, heck, they're just there's so many guys out there and stuff. Uh, Interco Tires, man, that them guys, you know they don't they don't sponsor me personally, but they sponsor mm-hmm. every series out there. Uh, and them guys are you can't get a better tire than an SA. You know that all these picky mickeys and all that coming out. <laughs> I, I don't I don't trust them. Any of them, I, I trust the SX over any of them. Yeah, but, there's something yeah, about that tire. Oh yeah, that's a good tire. Uh, but now, uh, I want to thank my wife. Thank the good Lord, I, I, I get time to do this. I mean, this, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live a pretty awesome life, and uh, good Lord, seen seen fit for me to go out here and do what i want to do in life and that, that's pretty awesome to me yeah absolutely man we uh we all we're all lucky and the lord's been good to uh lord's been good to us all already so just a little bit of icing on the cake that you get to uh you get to race on top of all of it oh and i want to thank tc racing i mean uh timmy he's a pretty good friend of mine and he's he's all the time helping me do something mm-hmm. i mean uh and never never let me pay uh, and I mean, he's just a good guy. Yeah, that's Could great, man. Time you can. Well, I'll tell you, and uh, for for the listeners who have made it this far in the podcast, I uh, I've been uh, trying to get with Timmy, and um, I've actually talked to uh, my my friend Kyle Lowry, and he mentioned that uh, uh, you and him and uh, possibly Timmy might want to sit down, and maybe we could do a group podcast sometime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I. Uh, I'm actually going over to Timmy's now our new shop. Oh yeah. Doing a <laughs> awesome awesome new shop and uh, uh I'm going over there to look at it, see what they got done. Yeah, well, we'll tell I think them. old Chubb Chubbs is helping him build it over there or something. He he erects steel buildings. Yeah. It, it it's a pretty huge building, so yeah, I think I've seen a couple pictures online, and it looks like it's like a an eight bay garage crazy operation he's got out there. Oh man, that sucker's a Walmart. That's yeah. like, I, I guarantee it's huge. I probably more than have to get some go karts and make a go kart track inside that thing. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. But yeah, man, feel free uh, reach out to him because I know our listeners would love to have the opportunity to to hear about what he's got to say and. Um, you know he's been he's been a leader in the sport, if not the leader in the sport, for a very long time. So, uh, you know, we'd always love to hear from him, especially um, hear from you a little bit more too, and and hear about stories that you guys have and everything in between. Hey, he was pretty much the first guy that you know I've seen on YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. Him and Mad Ram, pretty much. I mean, in my opinion, they they brought the sport out. You know they. I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't live out here, so they might have been guys out there before Timmy. But, uh, but you know, Timmy and Madran pretty much made the sport what it is today. Mm-hmm. 
might be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I hope you enjoy your time out there. Um, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here because uh, we're right at that forty five minute mark. And uh, I appreciate your time today, Will. And I, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited to see what happens when you guys get that buggy dialed in. When you get that steering dialed in, pretty amazing that your first run out, you guys got a third place. Uh, I'm expecting to to see you on top here soon. And uh, we'll be at some of the races this year. And wherever we come find you, we'll come uh, we'll come hook up and introduce ourselves. And uh, we'll uh, we'll go from there. Does that sound all right? All right, man. Sounds awesome. All right, thanks, Will. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. I do want to remind you guys on Facebook, we are having a rock light giveaway from Infinite Off-Road. Um, Infinite Off-Road has offered up free rock lights. All you got to do is like and share both pages and comment on the post um, what vehicle you want to put those rock lights on. Get it taken care of quick. Um, and then go visit my guys at All Things UTV. Um, go check out the Razorade Tender Spring set that they have. Um, everything else on their website, axles, tires and wheel combos. Um, they just now started carrying the brand new set of Vision wheels that are awesome. Really, really cool. Um, give those guys a follow. And most importantly, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And we appreciate you for listening. And make sure you are subscribed. And that's it. Have a good rest of your day.